There's just so many things for me when mushrooms first, you know, really directed me. Initially, it was be vegetarian, you know, and I took about a 10-year break from meat overall. Uh, and that was at the behest of this experience. But it took an enormous amount of resilience on my part to to do that in the face of a culture and family and friends that thought it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't say to anybody, uh, the mushroom said to do it, you know, because right. then you're even crazier. Oh, yeah. He's lost it. Yeah. No, it's He's talking uh, to mushrooms. Well, they're more often they're talking to me, but yeah. The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Okay, awesome. So. so Here we yeah. are. Yeah, it's this, uh, we're talking about a psychedelic buzzword today. Something that Ooh. All, the, all the psychedelic people know about. Everybody's got an opinion about. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly do. Yeah, me too. Good <laughs> God, I'm an opinionated guy. <laughs> Good thing you have a podcast. <laughs> talk about all yeah, your opinions maybe, well, well, uh, the truth comes out <laughs> hey everyone welcome to another episode of psilocybin says psilocybin says you are limitless whoa beautiful talented gifted and sweet and kind and all the things you want to be i'm eric osborne I'm Courtney Rose. And we are so happy and grateful to be here with you today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about that that word, integration. Ooh. What the fuck does it even mean? Hmm. Integrating. How does one integrate? And why would one integrate? Integrate well, what? Integrate. <laughs> integrate to integrate. Uh, are we, wait, is this different from no, integrates? Integrate. <laughs> integrate to integrate. Oh. I love my, I love how I can play with my, play with that little country accent I was growing up with. Integrate. Integrate. <laughs> integrate. Right, integrate. No, Don't say the T's. Integration is a very important topic in psychedelic wellness. Uh, integration itself, you know, just as a term, you know, has a pretty clear meaning uh, to kind of, I'm not going to get out my dictionary. Yes, I like to do that, but I'm not going to do it today. Uh, but, you know, to to weave it into, to help it become a an intimate part of, if you integrate into a society, then you assimilate the cultural practices, you learn the language, you learn how to cook the food, you learn how to do the things that the people in that culture do. If you integrate uh, an understanding of any type of, topic uh then it becomes a part of your practice and that's really what psychedelic integration is of course but i don't know that as a culture psychedelic wellness is really diving into the specifics of that into the nitty-gritty of Mm -hmm. integration 
when you yeah. hear when you hear people talk about psychedelic integration, what's the thing that you think of, Courtney? I think of talking about the aliens and the colors and the trailing and the some of the feelings. I think about someone sitting there with some professional type of person and talking about their psychedelic trip and just talking about it. Mm -hmm. What doesn't come to mind is, uh, which is different from say coaching, a coaching style of interacting and growth is concrete. Uh, how do I say it? Like, there's not a whole lot of concrete conversation going on. It's a lot of up in the air, like, whoa, I just don't know what that was. I'm just trying to figure out what that meant. Like, oh, I saw this person or I felt this thing as a color and wow, my mind is blown. I just, wow, what do I do with this? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. A lot of like ending with, I really just don't even know yeah. type what of feeling. What do you think? Or what should I? Yeah. And I think that's because we have a pretty consistent model of talk therapy. You know, psychedelics are being applied as a therapy, which they absolutely are. And therapy for a long time, I think to most people has meant just kind of like talking about the stuff that hurts or talking about the stuff that you remember talking, Mm -hmm. talking, talking. I mean, it's often called talk therapy. You know, we have this kind of, um, stereotypical view of someone laying on a couch talking to a psychiatrist or a therapist about what happened to them mm-hmm. in the past. And while those are you know, valuable things to explore, um, yeah, I'm not, sh- I'm not, I'm not sure that it's really getting the point, you know, it is better than not talking. Oh, for sure. For That's sure. 100%. If, if, if I could go back certain. and talk about or journal about, so many of my psychedelic experiences, you know, if I mean, even now, if I talk about them, I'll still get stuff out of them. Uh, or if I write about them, I'll still get stuff out about them, uh, out of them. But if I would able to go back and do that, you know, immediately thereafter when I was in my twenties and even my early thirties, when I was just kind of taking mushrooms for therapeutic use with friends, but you have weird shit come up and, and things happen and you don't, you don't even have words for it a lot of time or you're afraid if you say something that you're going to be the weirdo, you know, mm-hmm. um, because to integrate something means to make it really a part of your life. And if you <laughs> make some of these things a part of your life, well, then you may be living outside mm-hmm. the norm. <laughs> right. And it also means making changes and oftentimes mm-hmm. changes that are can be uncomfortable they can affect the ones closest to us i mean mm-hmm. they they do they always do mm-hmm. uh, whenever we make a big change in our life and so it means conversations that are probably going to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and and if you're having those conversations with people that don't have any psychedelic experience mm-hmm. it can be even more challenging yeah you know i'm working with somebody right now that is kind of going through that particularly they had a really powerful psychedelic experience and it presented to them 
not really a new way of seeing the world, but it reminded them of how they saw the world like when they were a kid. And they're using that language now to describe what they see in everyday life. And, you know, some of the people close to them think this person's lost their mind. Mm -hmm. And I understand how that can seem the case. uh, But what this individual is really doing is integrating and applying their experience directly. You know, using the language that came out of that single mushroom session to re-describe reality, to re-engage with reality. And it is creating an enormous impact on that individual's daily experience. And it's helping that person really um, more than incorporate, it's helping that person overlay that psychedelic experience into their daily life, which is that's what we're going for here, y'all. Mm-hmm. This is not like we're not taking mushrooms so that we can have a wild ride and then come back down and, you know, go back and, like, push pencils and shit. I mean, it's okay to push pencils. It's okay to, you know, whatever you're doing is okay. But if you find out that's what you're not supposed to be doing, then then something needs to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really awesome seeing this particular person that you're speaking of that we're working with go from weeks of kind of knowing what she wanted Mm -hmm. and going back and forth. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm curious for you what that felt like having worked with so many people uh, in the past in Jamaica and then working with someone, working with people Mm -hmm. now in a more comprehensive way before and after their experience. Well, it's it. I'm I'm really glad we're talking about this uh, because it has it's something that I am definitely going to be integrating into my psychedelic practice, and that is extensive work beforehand. And that's not to say that I didn't do work with people or myself before a psilocybin experience, but what is extremely clear to me is that this individual having gone through five weeks of coaching with us before uh, the first encounter uh, got so much more out of the experience than people that I worked with I mean it, it, it just you know the, the medicines, the, the sacraments, the plants, however you want to call them, the entheogens, the psychedelics are extremely valuable and they are extremely important. But I'm more and more impressed all the time by how much more important the preparation and post work is in creating that lasting change. Um, and, you know, like it's a surprise to me. I've worked with so many people and I've seen so many amazing things happen. And it's usually somebody's like second or third or fourth experience where things really start to open up. And this person, because they had gone into so much vulnerability and, and real like exploration of why they were coming to the mushroom for five weeks, twice a week for 
an hour and a half each session, um, it just catapulted the growth. And so that's, I think that's even a bigger part that's missing from, from the integration piece is this preparation, you know, uh, most scenarios you're like spending a few hours getting ready Mm -hmm. for the experience. Yeah. You hear this talked about with ayahuasca in terms of diet Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that type of preparation. Mm -hmm. However, it's not something that you hear talked about much for in my, from what I can recall with every other psychedelic. Well, even even with ayahuasca, there is that, physical preparation the you know the diet and the cleansing of the physical body but what we've seen is this mental psychological spiritual preparation for the experience and i I, you know there is some there's there's prep work that's done within the research communities they have you know interviews and and kind of like talk therapy sessions before but we, what we did is really directly work, or what we do is really work with perspectives and methods of engaging with our, with the self that give, I believe, a, uh, a deeper insight into who we are and why we're coming to this experience. And then that allows the individual to get so much more out of the experience and then to come out of that and have this kind of front loading with all of the information about who we are and why we believe what we do. And then more tools and more um, perspective changes in how to embed that experience into our life is just, it's just extremely powerful. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I was, I am, I was, I will be continue to be so excited about this approach because I think it's going to, I think it's going to be a big shift for psychedelic culture. It's definitely a warm up in, in preparing for the psychedelic experience to start looking at where, we are not happy in our mm-hmm. lives, mm-hmm. what we don't like, and starting to really look at our conscious thoughts that we're having mm-hmm. in relation to those areas in our life that mm-hmm. we don't like, as opposed to kind of crossing our fingers and going into a psychedelic experience and saying, hope I don't have a bad trip. Mm-hmm. And then you have the experience and it's, can be very shocking Mm -hmm. learning Mm -hmm. learning uh if you haven't gotten through a lot of those stories that you've been telling yourself already Mm -hmm. and that is when you're seeing that for the first time in a while Mm -hmm. Uh, i feel like it can be it's harder to bring back and glean from that experience um, Mm -hmm. information that will allow us to change yeah, I mean the that- the ways that we think, the people that we surround ourselves with, the environment that we're in, um, you know, the the things that we do, the behaviors that we exhibit, 
Uh, there's so much that goes into who we are and we don't really think about much of it really. You know, we think about like, Oh, I shouldn't do this or, Oh, I should do this. But we don't very often think about why we do or don't do the things that we do or don't do. And like, that's, that's an important piece because it's usually, it's usually our own doubt of self or our own limiting beliefs our lack of knowing about who we are that really prevents us from living our our really fullest and richest life and that was the most beautiful thing about that experience um i think there was a moment you know this individual this individual came to the experience uh wanting to know who am i basically and that was the big the big question there were you know three basic Basically, there were three questions that, you know, we you know, kept her coming back to over the time, mm-hmm. prepping for this. And the biggest one is, who am I? Why am I here? Which is a huge question for most people, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, to when when that individual exclaimed in the middle of the experience who they were, what they were, why they were here. It, it it just was like the most rewarding. And then to see that be integrated into the person's life in a very direct, powerful way uh, is just like, that's why we do this. That's why these these plants are here. And so, you know, cultures have lost, we've lost so much knowledge about how to work with these plants, how to work with these sacred medicines, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, you got, think about it. This is something that for thousands of years, at least the Mayans, we know that the Mayans documented their work and you knew so much about working with psilocybin mushrooms in particular. And all that was just wiped out, just gone. And so we lost so much knowledge on how to work with these, quite frankly, very confusing tools. They're very hard to figure out. Seeing that starting to expand and grow out and being a part of bringing you know, a, a real depth of knowledge of this subject to our modern world is uh, is truly amazing. And it just feels like we are in such a special time. Mm-hmm. Yes, especially as we get more comfortable as a culture in having these intentional plant medicine experiences, we can then... What? What do you mean? Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not laughing at you. I'm thinking like, oh, yeah. If we all eat mushrooms for 500 years, we'll be wearing feathers and paint. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like indigenous cultures, like, duh, of course. Because I was just like, as you're talking, I'm thinking about like, as we as a culture start to become more open and accepting of being able to talk about these experiences and what they are and what to do with them. It's like, oh, yeah. Uh, we'll be wearing a uh, 
I'll be wearing coyote skin sometimes. <laughs> yes, things will look in a lot an, different. In, a, in another lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not sure we're going to see that one. <laughs> no. In these no, bodies, anyway. No, no. We got a long way to go from there. We, let's, let's not, uh, yeah, I'm not by any means uh, glamorizing the, uh, the QAnon shaman, right? The fucker. Oh, my God. Talk about somebody uh, giving psychedelics a bad name. Yeah, I think many of many of us could see through that one i do hope. i know but he wore horns and, and a furry <laughs> hat or some shit you know like a and i'm just like, i don't I'm, think i'm not i'm not going there. i just want everybody to know like, <laughs> i'm still wearing the button-ups for a very long time <laughs> <laughs> do you have an affinity for button-ups the fuck man seriously um, like don't please please y'all like i know like there are there's a time and a place for everything right and i'm not opposed to you know playing dress up uh, but we're still in a really <laughs> delicate place. Yeah, we're we still trying up. to integrate psychedelics <laughs> into mainstream, and we've got a long way to go. I right. live in a bubble. I don't That's realize a lot of times. Go ahead. Kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, sorry. Uh, before you, <laughs> I was just I just was having a vision of the future of like 500 yes. years from now. Yes. I'm like, oh, this is why Thank we're, you for okay, sharing that. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, what will contribute to that vision of the future is us just being able to talk to those we're close with about our upcoming mm. uh, intentional experience mm-hmm. with sacred plants. Mm. And that is something I think a lot of us right now are taking for granted that cultures like the Mayans had or like Maria Sabina's community, like they could talk with each other mm-hmm. about what they had planned uh and hey i'm i've got i'm gonna eat mushrooms tomorrow i'm nervous yeah and, um, then, they, and then they come out and people are like what the mushrooms tell you I'm like oh yeah, the mushrooms yeah. said i've got to do this and they're, they're like, all, okay well let me help you do that they were all immersed in that culture mm-hmm. and could understand better the language of yeah. the mushroom when you're conveying these experiences to someone who has had an experience you are more likely to get a warm (laughs) response. Like, I know, I know you're trying to explain it. You can explain it. It's all good. Um, That to me is how I normally see integration is like a conversation that is just trying to convey what happened Mm -hmm. in the experience. At least trying to Mm -hmm. talk about it is so important. Mm -hmm. Even if you can't put it into concrete terms, at least talking it out with somebody is crucial. Mm -hmm. And then to go that additional level, if you really want to feel better and you really decide my life is changing, it's, it's time. Like things need to change. Mm -hmm. Then that's when that additional level of, planning and preparation can really meet opportunity and mm-hmm. create growth mm-hmm. in your life and, and even, better circumstances. Even if you're, if you don't necessarily plan, if you have a experience that tells you to make a drastic change in your life and you don't, if you don't have a community that you can talk to about that will support you as you make those changes, then they're not going to stick. Mm-hmm. You know, right. like um, there's just so many things. I mean, there's just so many things the dietary changes there was a big one for me when mushrooms first you know really directed me uh to initially it was be vegetarian you know and i took about a 10-year break from meat overall uh, and that was at the behest of this experience 
but it took an enormous amount of resilience on my part to to do that in the face of a culture and family and friends that thought it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't say to anybody, uh, the mushroom said to do it, you know, because right. then you're even crazier. Oh, yeah. He's lost it. Yeah. No, it's He's talking uh, to mushrooms. Oh, don't. Well, they're more often they're talking to me, but yeah. Uh, so, and then that's, that's really like the, the other biggest part, aside from being able to talk to individuals who have experience that can help interpret the language of the mushroom, right? Because, you know, you don't, just because you get a message, you know, like we can, maybe you and I can refer back to one of the experiences where we had, where I was like, oh, there's a person in my life that is bad news. And like my initial knee jerk reaction was to just like expel that person from my life. Demon be gone kind of thing, you know, and that's not, that's not how it should be done. Mm -hmm. If changes need to be made, they usually don't need to be made like drastically. Right. And so being able to talk to people who have experience and who can help you like understand like, okay, well let's, let's, let's see what this is really getting at, you know, and what kind of, uh, reasonable changes can be made to start bringing about the, 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 the change in life that you want to see or that the mushrooms are directing you to mm-hmm. see without burning a bunch of bridges and calling everybody, uh, whatever, you know. Um, so, so, yeah. uh, so a really experienced individual who understands the language of the plants is, is really crucial to effectively integrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then, I'm sorry, go ahead. Who's someone who's also been down the road of having that strong emotional response and making Making drastic changes and also working with other, a lot of other people who have tried to do the same Mm -hmm. and made some big mistakes and seeing that could have been avoided Mm -hmm. uh, with Mm -hmm. just a little more tact. Yeah. 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 Thought reflection. And then that builds into a bigger community, which is, you know, you've already talked about as society becomes more open to, these experiences and these substances, how we'll be able to more effectively integrate. But I've seen that be the most, probably the highest impact um, when it comes to integration is having a community that you can really engage with and get multiple perspectives from. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we, if you have, a bunch of people that realize that they're all God trying to figure itself out through each other, then those mirrors can create exponential growth in each other when they are honest and vulnerable and authentic. If you don't have those elements, then you might as well just like, I mean, I think it's probably more detrimental to take psychedelic substances and then get uh, advice from people who are ill-intended, you know, or who are inauthentic. Let's just say that, right? Because you're really vulnerable after an experience. Your, your, you know, neuroplasticity is wide open. Uh, You're can be easily influenced. And if someone either has, you know, a personal agenda behind 
you know, whatever they're telling you, or if that person, I think more likely and more risky, really, because it's so insidious, is is really inauthentic and not being true to them, their self, then they're going to encourage inauthenticity mm-hmm. or maybe even worse. And I, I've seen this stuff happen. You know, they're going to encourage you to be authentic and then you will, and then you'll be judged and you'll be criticized and you'll be, mm-hmm. you'll have the negative feelings that come with, with all of that, with yeah, exposing so yourself. Nobody wants that. So how do you, if you were talking to someone, so let's say someone listening here who is wondering, how do I spot an authentic person? You know, what mm-hmm. am I looking for when I'm looking for uh, an authentic person to help me with preparation and integration yeah, afterwards? It's a, it's a really good question. Um, my initial response is your your feeling. Like, how does it feel? Does this yeah. person feel for real? Like, And, and most of us know. <clears throat> most of us know like if somebody just doesn't feel like if it feels like they got something they're hiding if there feels like there's like mm-hmm. some corner that they don't then like that's that's a huge red flag um and i think if people are just like spouting off advice and telling you how to live you know without like sharing their personal stuff like their their shit mm-hmm. that's a big red flag to me well, even for me, when I hear someone constantly giving advice to someone about how they should make changes and what changes they should make mm-hmm. and what sh- what they should do, that is one of the biggest red flags to me because sure. only we know, only only you can mm-hmm. know, each of us can know only what is good for us Absolutely. and where in our life we want to go. And yes, there are things that that I can see that you're doing that aren't helpful to you. Mm-hmm. And for uh, for me to give you that feedback in a loving way is one thing that's super helpful if you want it. But it's a totally other thing to then tell you how to proceed mm-hmm. with your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If they're not asking questions about what you think about what you should do or what mm-hmm. your perspective is, and they're just telling you how to do things. Yeah. Yeah. That's no that. bueno. Cause yeah. even if it is something that resonates with you and they tell you what you should do, it's not coming from within you that next step. Mm-hmm. It should come from within within ourselves what we want to do next absolutely uh, because that is when we really are driven to make change as opposed to when someone else tells us we should mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's usually not lasting change that's made when we follow someone else's guidance yeah, all the no, time yeah i mean pretty much never is pretty much always got to come from within you know um but that's a. Uh, it's, it's a really important thing, and it's a big deal in psychedelics right now. There are a lot of people who are, um, you know, on the bandwagon. And a lot of people who are, quote, early adopters of any new idea are, are not really, not necessarily coming at it from a place of wanting to help others as much as they're coming at it wanting to help themselves, you know. Hmm. So, I mean, look at, look around at the, and the psychedelic world is where I live. So look around the psychedelic world and 
you know, we've got the Peter Thiel compass pathways, you know, trying to patent all the psychedelic soft chairs and processes mm-hmm. and stuff. You've got, I'm not going to go into all the companies. I don't want that. And there are good companies and people out there. There's no doubt about it, but like, you've really got to, I think it's really important that we, if we're, if we're coming to these medicines, if we're coming to these sacraments for the right reasons, um, then it's really important that we assess who is our um, point of contact. Because one of the things that I know that's, again, this is an integration aspect that is, it's, it's hard for me to, to sometimes integrate and, and talk about a lot of this stuff and um, because I don't know many people that have been doing this to, you know, to the extent that I have. Uh, but I know that there are people that can identify with what I'm saying uh, in that when you are working with an individual or an organization in the psychedelic space in particular, uh, there is there always psychedelics or not, but most whew, so powerfully in psychedelics, there is an energetic exchange. We are not just physical beings. We are spiritual, energetic beings, and we exchange energy the same way that we breathe in air, the same way that we absorb water through our skin. We absorb energy. And it's, I believe that it is extremely, uh, it is an extremely important aspect of this work because when you go and take one of these plants, when you have one of these experiences, you're not just opening your mind. Your mind is just like a physical manifestation of your deeper higher being you open yourself up i know this is where it gets hard to to talk about but i i can absolutely feel people's energy enter into my being i feel myself as if it were water soaking into my being and i know that i'm doing the same to them i know that we are mixing and mingling in ways that we have very little awareness of. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's something that I have really been working to integrate into my life. It's, And that's another thing about this integration stuff is that so much of what we learn in the psychedelic space, A, is so easy to forget how many times have I had a certain experience and just forgot about it because you know you're just blasted it's all Mm -hmm. confusing you come out Mm -hmm. you're like what the fuck just happened for that six hours and then six weeks later you know it's just all kind of faded into the background um and then you have another experience a year or two years later Mm -hmm. and you're like oh shit i'm reminded of that again yeah wow i totally forgot forgot about about that one what Uh, happened there should have should have wrote that now should have tattooed that on my arm uh and then uh, you not know always <laughs> you know, just you know, really embedded in our being but that this is one of them that we are 
We are bubbles of energy, or we're surrounded by bubbles of energy. We are we are fluid, quantum, energetic, non-solids. And everybody that we come into contact with, we are mixing with. Mm-hmm. So you've been listening to uh, this gentleman, Joseph Rodriguez, on YouTube, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been listening to him yeah, he's sometimes got a great as well. YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he i was listening to one of his videos this morning where he was talking about uh woo woo trigger warning <laughs> mm-hmm. the fourth dimension mm-hmm. and versus uh the 3D the mm-hmm. third dimension and how with his coaching clients that he's worked with over the years he started to realize and see very clearly that his own image mm. how he perceived them mm-hmm. was just as important oh, so as how they perceived themselves mm-hmm. in the progress of their relationship mm-hmm. working together and how he noticed when he fine-tuned his perception of their ability to succeed yeah. they would succeed so much more quickly and even in that in between in between sessions coaching sessions mm-hmm. he noticed when he put that intentional energy of imagining them succeeding and their ability mm-hmm. and will to do it and them being so successful they would return to the coaching session and report mm-hmm. i don't know like i i just feel I'm feeling like it's happening or they would report some specific successes and um yeah these are all you know stories this isn't like research I've seen, I'm talking I, I about have but seen it, happen. it is I've, I've heard it you talk about so often in that space when you're working with someone supporting someone in that space uh and I guess you can talk about it more but just imagining them in the best way mm-hmm. and them uh standing Seeing up taller that. and no, it's, becoming it's, brighter and yeah it's uh, it is real it is real it is measurable i know that we're going to come to a point where we can where we can measure this as uh the intelligent beings that we are uh it's something that i would love to help contribute to so if there's any quantum <laughs> scientists out there that are listening i, I offer my services <laughs> i think it's really practical we can pra- we can do our own experiments on this in our own yeah, life when for sure. i think about when you and i are going through any kind of challenge and I'm sure anyone out there that's listening can attest to this, but when your spouse or someone you're living with is going through a tough time, it takes conscious effort to, to stay in good spirits or to think, continue to think positively and help lift that person up and lift yourself up. If you're, not being conscientious about it, then it can be very easy to be brought down uh, with them. And so I was thinking about in terms of that, when I was listening to Joseph this morning, like, wow, that's so true. When Eric's feeling really down and I, and even when I'm feeling down, if we're both feeling down at the same time, and that's when it's really the hardest to lift each other up when we're both uh, going through a tough time if I can summon the the strength to really imagine Eric in, in his best, 
like living his best life. Remember all the memories of him being like super positive and helpful and loving and, and like oftentimes when I do that, I'm so much, I can actually convey to you authentically, like, no, you got this, like you're, you're doing good. And that lifts me up too. And then Mm -hmm. there we go. There's that mirroring system. And Mm -hmm. well, there was once I remember, uh, I think I may have talked this about this on podcast or maybe not. I don't know, but it was one time, several times it's happened. It's, the, it's one of those lessons that keeps coming back around where I'm sitting there with a group of, you know, 15 or so people. And, uh, you know, so often you work with people who are some of the most amazing people or the people that are so sad. And it's like, you want so much for, to help people see their own power and their own beauty and I was like, mushrooms are coming on. I'm like, okay, how do I help people? How do I help people just like realize? How do I help these people realize how beautiful they are? How do I people? How do I help them love themselves just like they are? And I'm like sending all this love out to the people that I'm there with. And then in the mushrooms or you know whatever says to me, you silly boy, you love yourself just like you are. And then they'll love themselves just like they are. And so it is very much this amazing loop mm-hmm. uh, or you know it can be a terrifying loop uh, but it's whatever we whatever we make of it or we can grab onto and 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 turn it into and this is a very powerful uh, topic of integration for me it's something that I have seen so many times in the space and it's tough to make it a part of your daily life mm-hmm. but that is what it's all about is building it into who we mm-hmm. are. Uh, yeah. And that's the thing with community, having a solid support community that you mm-hmm. can keep coming back to. So not just one or two integration sessions, mm-hmm. but a consistent place you can mm-hmm. come back to with people who are, are there. Mm-hmm. They're there community. for you. And, and I think it's important that we point out that, you know, what we're in, in talking about, integration as a uh more of a lifestyle we're not criticizing uh you know the way things are necessarily right we're not criticizing uh johns hopkins or various retreat centers or whatever for not you know having a whatever lifelong immersive integration program Mm -hmm. it's a lot to take on psychedelic psychedelic support is is a lot to take on. And again, we don't even know what we're getting ourselves into in a lot of ways. Uh, I certainly didn't when I first started this and I'm learning all the time, uh, how much more there is to it. It is a lifelong process if we will allow it to be. And so just encourage you to work with people and put yourself in situations where there is an authenticity and a willingness, a willingness to continue learning. If you go somewhere, if you're working and that's kind of, I don't know, I had, I don't have it. I don't have a ton of experience working with researchers. I do have some, um, but no matter what it is, if you're working with people that think they know the answers, especially around psychedelics, then that's another kind of thing to be mindful of. We, we don't know, everybody's doing the best they can. Um, and you know, we're just trying to help each other get better. So yeah, this is, this conversation isn't about criticizing the way things are. It's really about hoping to expand the, how 
things can be. Mm -hmm. Definitely. This is the next wave, Mm -hmm. so to speak, Mm -hmm. of this movement. Mm -hmm. And so... I mean, I, you know, like you, you just don't even have to take mushrooms all that frequently. If you have a community of people that where somebody is. Yeah. If, such if, a good if, point. If you've got 50 people and I've seen this happen, if you, if you've got 50 people, just take a, take a, a number and each person is dosing once a week, let's just say, then that's an entire year pretty much with two week vacation. Nobody's taking any mushrooms. Then somebody within that group, if you're in a consistent group of people that are talking and communicating and working together, every single person, if they're open to it can benefit from that one person's experience. Definitely. It's such a powerful. And now that's not to say you should do that or you shouldn't take mushrooms more regularly. I do believe that for most people, psilocybin, is is a powerful powerful maintenance tool and that we we don't necessarily need to limit ourselves to one experience every 6 years or you know once a lifetime uh we we collect stuff we collect a lot of junk along our daily journey and these are really powerful ways to help you know just clean out the closet if you will uh but it just goes to show how how one person's healing effects can affect so many other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the last little story I'll tell before we get up here. I, I had one time, I think it was after we got back from Jamaica. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, you know, there was about, I just took my first dose in since September of last year, August of last year. I just took, And it was only a gram and it rocked me. It was amazing. It was the most powerful gram I've ever taken. Uh, <laughs> the ovoids. Oh, man. Ovoids are so, they're such wonderful little spirits. Um, when I first met you, like, I just would laugh if I, like, saw heard you saying that then. Oh. <laughs> One gram rocked your world. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I was doing tens and stuff then. But anyway, yeah. uh, you know, you get it more open and you're more open. Uh, but anyway, when we came back, there was a good while that I didn't even need. Like a little bit of cannabis would send me over the moon. And I'd go into some Qigong, some breath work. And, and uh, <laughs> it's so funny. Like the people that I've worked with, if any of you are listening, you are stored inside of me. And I know that there's a part of me inside of you. And I had this experience where I was doing a stretch and I got this purge <laughs> and like the, I don't, it's, maybe it makes no sense to anybody else, but this is my integration time. But I, I, I knew when that happened, I knew that somebody got relief. I didn't didn't know who it was, but like it happened. I had this purge and I was like, Oh, somebody besides me is feeling better right now. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, there's much more going on here than meets the eye. Uh, We've got a long way before we really get, I feel like even a halfway decent grasp of it. Uh, And the integration piece is 
an enormous part that while, yes, it's talked about how important it is, um, there's still more work to be done there. There's still more uh, that goes into really making the, bringing the lessons that come from these experiences into our everyday life and having a real impact on the world. So everybody out there that's, that's doing their part, and you all are, we all are, whether we know it or not, whether we're trying or not, we're all this one big organism that's figuring itself out. I just want to say thank you and keep up the good work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. The next episode we're talking about uh, community. Yeah, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. So. All right. See you then. See you. Uh, see our community then. Mm-hmm.